listening to the Procrastination Radio Show. I'm your host, Ian Complex. This episode, I was graced with the presence of Jasper Typical, and I will say that for a lot of this episode, I was very thrown off by how much fun I was having. You'll hear me talk about that and talk about how I almost came to tears in the middle of this episode, which makes this episode truly, truly, truly special. Hope you enjoy Jasper Typical and Conversation. If you are listening to this podcast right now, the chances are high that you and I have a few things in common, one of which might be being a creative. And as a creative, one thing we can't afford to lose out on is energy. But not just any energy, something clean and natural that doesn't leave you jumpy or crashed out in the middle of your workday. That is why I honestly use Magic Mind, an amazing energy elixir about the size of a shot that I now use every morning to guarantee that I am fully prepared for my day. It's filled with amazing ingredients like matcha, ashwagandha, and lion's mane to truly support your body throughout whatever the day has to offer. Right now, if you go to magicmind.com slash procrastinationradio and use code procrastinator20, you can get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days. That is code P-R-O-C-R-A-S-T-I-O-N-A-T-I-O-R-20 at magicmind.com slash procrastinationradio for 56% off your next subscription. Let's get energized together. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Procrastination Radio Show. I'm your host, Ian Complex. And today we are back with another very special guest for another very special conversation, this time with the collage therapist, Jasper Typical, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How's it going? It's uh it's a it's kind of a you know gray day out here. So just kind of holding it down inside. It's been good hanging out with my dog. How are you doing? Okay, that's good. That's good vibes with the dog. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a been a busy day, been a lot of running around, but I'm excited that I get to end the day with this conversation here. So yeah. I'm excited to, yeah. to get to talking. Yeah. Equally as as excited and glad it got to work out this way. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been a while coming. I'm glad that um we we got to make it work. Um, happy New Year! I guess it's the first time. You as well. You as we're, well. We're, it is. It is kind of crazy that I mean we're already in February. I I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of blown away at, at the speed that this year has kind of been. Just like I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. I, I think it it's, it's helps it's for productivity, but I don't know. Yeah, it yeah it felt like. January, like you said, just ran by really quickly. Um, in a lot of cool ways though, like just um getting to listen to a lot of new stuff and, and see new things and um get to collaborate with a lot of new people and just like with yourself finally getting to talk and have conversation with a lot of people who I've been meaning to talk to. So it's been it's it's been really, really good. Um but yeah, I I did want to start with uh, a kind of bigger <laughs> all-encompassing question because I found out a lot of really interesting things about you and how you were brought up and I, I wonder for you like what it was like growing up in such a musical environment man I love I love getting that question I actually just got off the phone with my dad so it was oh, it's, see, that's, um, that's perfect it's fresh. It's fresh. You know, um, fresh. <laughs> I, you know, I think it, I'd say this a lot. It was, 
it's something I didn't even really think was was different. You know, I I thought that was kind of the way stuff worked. You know, I mean, you think everything the way you live life is the end all be all as a kid. So, I think it was an aspect of it that just kind of felt natural. But as as I got older and and started to kind of come into my own, um, there was a side of it that I kind of felt like oh. Am I gonna have to meet this expectation to to do the music thing? Whether that was an expectation that I felt like I had from my parents or or from like family friends or people around me. Um, my luckily I didn't really get that too much from my folks. They were very much kind of like just do what you like and. Interesting. Um, but I think internally I was like having this battle of like, do I want to do this? Do I not? I always loved writing poetry and. I was I've always been a very artistic person. Um yeah. I think visual arts was more of where I I started. Um but then come high school and you know, you're at this age where I think finding a way to express yourself is super important, um especially which is kind of all the bullshit that comes along with with that that time. Um and for me just naturally, um I think music just became an outlet for me. Um I was listening to a lot I think at the time I had been listening to a lot of MF Doom which you know you have this this very kind of like garage kind of like DIY just like you can tell everything had just like a piece of him in it you know like yeah, 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 his yeah, fingers yeah. made it onto every single piece his yeah. metal fingers yeah. made it onto every single right. piece of that <laughs> um and so it was a little bit of that and then yeah. having grown up around a lot of people that were close to my family who did the kind of like band camp like cassette yeah. tape um kind of music thing um when i finally did start to make it plus steve lacy was also starting to kind of make a name for himself around that time yeah. it was so obvious that there's no excuse to not make music if you want to you know the tools right. are around you no matter who you are you could have the shittiest phone at this point yeah. um right. and make it make a banger so right, um right, right. so naturally I think growing up in a family that's musical, um, it felt very, it felt very, um, what's the right word? Kind of, I felt like I had the support. I had the, mm -hmm. um, the building blocks around me at, from a very early age. Um, and I think now I'm only just kind of noticing it, like what kind of stuff yeah. is so ingrained and like, yeah. but yeah, to, to make a, you know, make that short form. I think just um, living with such a musical or in such a musical environment rather um, just makes anything feel okay and possible. Like yeah. it, it gives you the the comfort to explore things much more, especially in like a musical sense. Um, so yeah, I, I think just it helps for exploration. It makes you feel like anything is okay. You can be weird. You can be spontaneous. Yeah, that's 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 an amazing answer because I think, in a similar but different way, I grew up in a family that was that had like a tinge of performance to them, totally in in the lens of church. So it, it, they were one of those families where it was like, okay, this group's coming, so they're gonna sing, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that, and for me, that kind of made me shy away from, um, this this not the spotlight, but for lack of a better term, the spotlight. But for you, you were in front of pretty big crowds from a young age. So, like, I, th I think that was 
my next question you kind of you kind of spoke on it a little bit but what were some of those moments that you di- you couldn't have begun to understand how they would benefit you um until maybe now you know well to start i had to mention i also super grew up in the church like oh where where <laughs> like my mom was a pastor um oh my oh, whole, so my whole were... childhood i was okay. in the church my dad okay. was worship leader type shit oh so. yeah you were you were yeah deep, deep, deep. i i know i know it uh um so i had to i was like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's there it sent me too uh-huh. um but also um well yeah some of those moments you even came from from church you know came yeah. from um i think probably some of the first real fundamental moments that i see myself coming back to now yeah, um and, yeah. and seeing as really beneficial um my parents did this this really cool kind of i guess you'd call it a game but it was like a songwriting mm-hmm. kind of um thing where they'd get yeah. a bunch of people together um the church that my parents were a part of um, was very much kind of like an all accepting kind of like all inclusive place. A lot of, it kind of came out of this, um, this community that was very much like kids are getting kicked out of the house and they have nothing to Mm. do, you know, whether that's a Thursday night or a Sunday night, you know, so let's give them something to do. It doesn't have to be like super churchy up in there. It can be like, you know, whatever. It was more about creating like a safe space for people, you know? And, um, from that came this this music making circle that my parents coined uh ink brethren so basically what you do is you just sit down and you write as many goofy song titles as you can think of as a group um and then each member of the group gets a chance to pick a song pick a person in said group to kind of start the song off and then you just improv it the whole group just starts writing a song and you just hit record on something um and you know that's you know that's something really again like it encourages exploration but it encourages kind of improvisation and yeah. kind of just like it's okay to be silly it's okay to be yeah. like kind of off kilter a little bit um a lot of the stuff that my dad like because my dad had been doing this for for ages before he yeah. started this kind of game with his friends and stuff like that and he had said like all these sessions of just random nonsense had turned into a bunch of songs. Eventually he'd be like, Mm. I had this one thing I said in one of those sessions like years ago and it ended up being in my head so much. It ended up in a song. So I think now I'm realizing that there's a nature of kind of like improvisation and that like really, really stuck with me from kind of those sort of sessions. Um, As well as um, I was, I had grown up in a family band, um, and we kind of did some touring here and there. And being a kid and having to kind of tough it out and yeah. really like you're you're not just you're you're skipping taking a bus. You're walking five miles, you know. And as a nine That's ten crazy. year old, like that that was some wow. shit to to experience to realize like you got to really kind of go through the ringer to to make the stuff that you love or to do the stuff that you love because sometimes people aren't going to just hand it to you you got to really you got to go to full mile to get it so that is that is insane like to kind of jump off your life with it like this again before we started talking i was telling you i'm like i'm just like insanely interested in just kind of you and and your story and how everything has come together but 
I think like that resilience from such a young age is an incredible factor. And you said that expressiveness is something that like for sure has come out into all the stuff that you're doing now. And I kind of want to take it a little further in the timeline to when you were on SoundCloud. And I'm curious to know what was that crowd's kind of reaction to it. I know you said that the fan was supportive, um, but it just was, like you said, there's a lot of other things in the universe at the time, like Steve Lacey and just the, the internet is different. You know, the internet is a different place than the touring market is. So I wonder how that was for you. It's so cool. It's crazy too. Cause I was just thinking about just the SoundCloud era. And I mean, it is yeah. basically over, I guess now. And yeah. um, just thinking back to like 2016 and like, you know, little Uzi mixtapes and like really dig it almost felt like crate digging but yeah. like <laughs> in, a, in a digital sense because you're just finding all this like really really like no streams like yeah at all it, and you're just like you know finding some real crazy stuff because there are yeah. kids like me that were just putting stuff out for me it started I think I had this little audience that I'd started building out of my high school I went yeah. to like this real small like it, it kind of got the um, short end of the stick um, from like the the Portland kind of area and didn't yeah. have the greatest funding. So it was kind of like mm. a smaller, smaller school. And so out of that, I feel like I was just took advantage of having that kind of communal feeling of like, yeah. hey, I'm putting this out. I'd be walking down the hallway to my next class and be like, new songs coming out. Yeah. Very much like breakfast club bullshit. Um <laughs> But from that, I would I would get these like freshman kids or like, yeah. you know, like kids in my class. They'd be like, oh, yo, I'm really rocking with the new track. And I think the fact that I did have this smaller audience within my school gave me the I don't know, gave me the um, confidence to, to continue to put stuff out, um, especially because, you know, when you just put something out into a deep like blank void, it, it's kind of hard to feel the motivation to continue to do that. So to have a thing out and then a kid walks by you in the hallway like, yo, that was dope. Um, that was really what SoundCloud was for me. <laughs> that was like the the most of it, the occasional comment of like, oh, crap, that's cool. Someone heard that. Um, I remember getting a message from someone saying that like a song that I had made had really got them through a tough time. And I had been I was 17 and I was also going through an extremely tough time. So I think hearing that was like, damn, I'm doing something right. Um and all of that led to eventually kind of meeting the the people that would push me to, to really take this super seriously, you know, and um, having those those songs out, um, whether I knew it or not, started to kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of kindle up some, some stuff behind the scenes that I had no idea was going on. So, um I like I had met I ended up bumping into a bunch of people in different places who were like, oh, I heard this thing or I heard yeah. that. What about this? And then ended up being like lifelong friendships just from like, again, being 16, 17, just saying fuck it and putting a song out. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was the the beauty of the SoundCloud era is there was no restrictions. And because it was almost like what I feel like. I don't know if it is, but I imagine TikTok is now of like, you can put something out there and you, there's a chance of anyone seeing it, you know, like, right. um, so yeah, that, that, I think that's, 
that's the way I feel like I, I experienced it all. That was the lens I saw it yeah. all through. It was just like first first reception I was getting for the stuff I was making, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy because I, I was looking I was looking back at a lot of that music today, just kind of preparing for the interview and I just was it's cool seeing how again you've kept your personality through everything like nothing doesn't feel like you which is really cool and just just how everything lines up and I think to your point about the SoundCloud era like it, it is sad that it isn't the way it was at one point because I think there's so many other things to look at now <laughs> for I blame like, Chance the Rapper I, <laughs> he blew it out the water <laughs> yeah, he, change the hat bro change the hat <laughs> That's why. As soon as we change that, everything will be good again. Bro, imagine right. like peace returns to the world. It's like that right. meme where it's like the earth of Chance the Rapper like changed his hat. It's like just like everything's in the future. Yes, like fucking silver ass buildings and shit. No, but it's it is crazy that no for real. Like the money thing, kind of came into it, and I think for SoundCloud to try and stay competitive in the market of like with the Spotify and the Apple Music, a Bandcamp, a YouTube at this point, like everything is marketed to streaming. So I feel like now in a very funny way, there's a lot of really cool people who I've found who are, um, especially with like uh, mixes now, like everybody is doing mixes, everybody's doing sets on TikTok and everybody's throwing it on SoundCloud. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're back because like these numbers aren't how they were like last year, like people were getting some getting a lot of stuff going on right there but it's it's interesting because i don't think it has the same like people aren't just there to be there sometimes like, i think they're there to get things to a certain place yeah because um, that, that it all is marketing it's yeah, all marketing it's, now it's it's like it's back in the day it felt so like i mean genuinely like that's that is the the difference there is a lot of there's like 50 50 artists you know there's there's one side that's really in it to just make the art just like i'm sure they want the success to come along with it but like they if you took all of the shit away from them if they were like you know dirt poor living on the street they would make music still whether or not they wanted to that's like kind of the art form and then you got this other ends you know that's still just as valid that's making music to as as a form of getting themselves out there to do more stuff you know what i mean and it's like i think both things are totally fine but you get this kind of whole era of marketing yourself that tiktok is kind of manipulated to the point where it doesn't feel authentic as much anymore when someone posts like Hey, I just did this song. What do you think? And then all the lyrics are on the screen as they're singing it. I'm like, I know that you spent three hours making this. Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't this was feel a session like with five yeah. writers. It wasn't like I don't either, feel so. as like you know motivated to like follow your story. Um, yeah. And I don't. I don't know if that's a me thing and that's a, a spite no, kind of that, jadedness, but no, that's in, that's interesting because I think there is even like you said a language to that where i'm finding people like Ari Rivera, like Muharin, like a lot of these people through their network so like i'm always looking <laughs> very I strange love Muharin, it's, it's, man. they're so awesome 
it's like I, I just like stalking their individual Instagrams because sometimes was like I'm with this person. I'm like, okay, I have to trust them because all this music is really good. Um, and I find that feels better to me in the way of you saying like I don't like when somebody's like, is this the song of the summer? And then it's it's just a, a song that that I've heard before, but mm-hmm. some some of those are great songs. That example but was I so think, good though. That, that's yeah. I couldn't have put it better myself. It's like it's the it's the kind of like you can see the the innate trendiness of right. the, the product they're putting out. Like whether yeah. it's like those pictures where it's like the song I wrote for my the kid self and me. Right. I'm protecting you still. And then it's like about? yeah, right. yeah. It's like I'm like. I can't, I'm sorry, like, I don't fucking want to go and download this song or, like, save this song. Like, it feels like, it feels, like, manipulative. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think there isn't, and I think one thing I've tried to do with, because this, this is a very interesting conversation. I'm glad we're talking about this, because I've been me thinking too. a lot about it, because I don't, for the life of me, want to come off like that. And it's very, I think, difficult right now to grow without doing that a little bit oh totally <laughs> and I'm, I'm having conversations with a lot of people and looking at a lot of other accounts kind of in the field of just like networks and then personal brands and putting those together and I love I love the content I just know it's not for me like I just don't want to uh do an interview in the same way or or you know, post a review of a song in a certain way. There's a lot of things that like, like you kind of said, like, I just feel weird about it. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I, I love that you do it. I just don't want to do it. Um, and I'm trying to find a way to really drive it to the story. Cause I think that's all the stuff that I loved when I'm like watching all these documentaries of artists just in the studio for the longest time. And they're tired and they're like, Oh, my mom just called and she made me some oatmeal and, the oatmeal was the color red and then this red was the name of the the song title i'm like okay yeah 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 let's go um but i know that is that's not everybody's cup of tea especially now everybody's moving at a mile a minute um but i just like love the structure of a long form conversation because i just love context like you like already from 20 minutes of us talking like i have a just whole different idea of who you are but it's just like okay cool that informs me listening to your music now you know as opposed to i post a clip of this where we're laughing and da 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 it's like oh there look look at the silly people but it's like no this is not a phone in sight right (laughs) (laughs) enjoying the vibe you know as humans should um but yeah it's, it's just so interesting that we're kind of purposefully putting things out of context to get people to jump into our narrative and it just feels well, it's like so it's trying to like it's like baiting people so they'll actually because it's like finding a way to package your thing that you love and yeah. in a way that someone's gonna be like oh i just want to get in there you know what i mean because right, right, otherwise right, right. otherwise you're like oh the intro is too long and now i'm gonna skip yeah, yeah oh this thing is like oh fuck and you have to consider the short-term memory that people have. And exactly. it's, so, it's so stupid, but you really do. Yeah. It's like you have yeah. to package it in the way that, you know, you know, keeps that in mind. And it just, I don't right. know. It, it feels very limiting at times. 
Yeah, no, for sure. It, it's, I think it's just also because like the trendiness of some things, like everybody will hop on one thing and then the next second it's over because it just gets so saturated. Yeah. So then you're looking back like oh, I did this this song or this episode a week ago and now this thing's over. So the the value of it and then I I get really ticked off about movies that do this where like I have to watch ten movies to get the plot of one movie. Yeah. So I look at what I make like that because I'm like I don't want. So I take you're a somebody huge that... MCU fan. <laughs> See, it's it's funny because I I am, but the the movie that pissed me off was Spider Man. Oh yeah, because yeah. I was like, technically, if if I knew nothing about any, if I was born a little bit later than I was and missed Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I would just be lost. That these two guys are there. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, guys. Cool, good job, guys. Don't know who you are. Yeah, I, who the I fuck are no... these other old dudes yeah. on the screen? Right. Like, Six year olds went to this movie and they were like, "Why? Why is everyone getting up and screaming?" Yeah, yeah. Who's it's, this it's... blind guy that everyone's hyped about? <laughs> Right, like the, <laughs> with no context, he catches a brick and never comes back in the movie. That's yeah. weird. And we're that all makes like, no Whoa! sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like okay, this, I don't. I, he got. I guess he got cool glasses. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like okay, he got a little vibe. I guess that's cool. I he nice, nice suit. You know, so stuff like that. I'm just like, I I, I hope that. I can create in the context of what the story is, but it's also, like you said, a thing that you have to be aware of that people are going to pick up pieces out of order and out of place. And I think for, for you, like with, with maybe like the release of brother or um, any other like body of work, how do you construct that timeline, I guess, of, of music so it does feel and i guess that was like that was made a, a little bit ago no it's so still I so fresh in my mind okay cool so so how how do you one view that project now and i guess how do you think it's held up since we're having this conversation about like the context and all that stuff yeah that whole project was such i mean that thing went through so many like phases and i think that to this day i that is such a raw and like like legit like representation of kind of me and like Mm. and i still really love that project i'm not going back and like listening to it a ton but like there i don't know there's just things that i feel like i tapped into myself especially because at the time i i kind of needed to and um and so the project was kind of acting as this um almost like a self-therapy in a way because i i was making this this you know long awaited move to los angeles and i was um, graduating high school and i was doing all this kind of stuff at once that you know i was super excited about but equally super terrified of and it's like saying i mean i had a very very close tight-knit relationship with my family it's like my sister's my best friend my parents i'm super close with it's like to leave the comfort of that any a lot of kids can relate to to that and um so i think that project still holds up as an expression of kind of where i was at that time and um so i think looking back at it now it's 
it's it's honestly more of like a framework for for how I want to continue to to pre- present myself because I think any of those songs by themselves could fit alongside any of the stuff I make now, which is really important to me. Is like um, I'm not I'm never gonna kind of cave <laughs> for any sort of style that I don't give a fuck about, you know, like everything is going to kind of reflect what interests me at the time. And so um, I say that more as like, I can see the things that I did then and just see kind of myself doing them now, almost same, the same way, which is different tools and, and more tools, at least at my disposal. Um, and so it's, it's kind of humbling and um, it just makes me excited because I know I got more of that shit in me, you know, like, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm working on now and it's these days I'm super focused on the presentation of stuff. As you say, it, that's kind of what's so important nowadays um, that like I have really put more time into to making sure things are kind of ready to go before I put them out. Um, but that being said this year, I even talked to, in one of the songs on brother, I say, um, I talk about 2024 being this big year um, because at the time I, when you're depressed, you're looking for any sort of like spiritual kind of semblance of like, things are going to be okay in the future. And for me, that was, uh, you know, being born the year of the dragon. And then the next year, the dragon following 2012 was 2024. And I was like, Oh shit, maybe things will be figured out by then. Who knows? Um, we're still working on it, you know, we're still, we're still working on it. But like, I think, uh, if anything, it's more reflective of the, the fact that I'm still completely committed to this journey that I, I set off on with yeah. that, with that album. Yeah. And, um, it makes me fucking excited cause I'm not bored, you know, I'm, right. I'm right. ready to, mm. if anything, I'm bored of the lack of shit I'm able to do, you know, like yeah. I, like yeah. I'm ready to just like, fucking i mean it's easy to say but i'm ready to do everything man i'm ready to go out and like i want to play massive crowds you know i want to i want to do fucking nutty shit um without fucking puffing my ego up too much i think there's a lot of dudes will come in here it's like i want to do the kanye shit you know i want to be the modest anti-semitism like i'm trying to be like the goat like i Sure, like, okay, yeah. Um, but also, I just kind of want to be the way I saw artists as a kid. Like, whoa, yeah. what the hell are they doing? Like, yeah. I don't think at any point I was thinking, Fiona Apple's the fucking goat as like a nine-year-old. I was just like, wow, like she's so like different and expressive and she's doing the shit that's so like – it's just mesmerizing and to be a kid and to to see that stuff and to hear it and to be inspired by it that's really what i want to do like that's kind of what i've set out to do since the beginning is to be kind of a beacon of that kind of creative like inspiration like i think i mean having a little sister and being able to make art around and with my little sister i mean she's only two years younger than me and now she's like you know doing big shit but like growing up in an environment where you're always constantly trying to like teach the person next to you, like how to do something that you love to do. I feel like that stuck with me so much. And my dad's a teacher too. So I think there's a part of me that's really like, 
I want to inspire people. I want to put people on. I want to either make a person feel like I can do that or make a person feel like things are okay, you know, and, and you can really do that with music or with movies or with, you know, writing and there's art is, is there for that. It taps into a very specific kind of framework that exists in everyone, whether you're aware of it or you're not. I think it's especially interesting when someone isn't, you know, when you're not necessarily a super creative person and music moves you to do something with your life or moves you to take someone to a show or to, you know, experience a concert. Like that's stuff that like, you know, maybe someone who isn't cool with being in crowds of people, you know, they they want to see this person they like live and they go and they take someone they love to see it. There's something so special about that. And yeah. that's happened. That shows that I've played where it's someone who, you know, vocalizes with me. I'm not a big show person, but I'm really glad I came to see this. And that's, that's kind of stuff is yeah. it's very much the same as like getting that message. Like I mentioned earlier, like this song helped yeah. me through shit. It's like, it just makes me realize like one I'm making stuff that I love, but I'm also making a little bit of a difference too, which is right. super, super important to me. Like if I wasn't doing shit with this, I'd probably be like a firefighter or something like that. Like I want to make a difference. Yeah, <laughs> That's important that's to me. What was there a moment recently maybe that you saw or heard or maybe went to something that kind of reignited the fire for you creatively? Like, I, I think I, I've come to a place in my life that I'm very thankful for where I used to struggle a lot with just getting in the mode of listening, like actively listening. It was hard for me because I would, I would go into everything with critique thinking that I needed to do work while I'm enjoying this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but for, yeah, for you, has, has there been anything that kind of made you feel that way that kind of overwhelming passion i would say honestly i mean i would say like kind of the the obvious pick of like coachella or something like that but yeah. like yeah. there wasn't really anything massively profound to come out of coachella for me like i had really loved mm. going i went this last yeah. year and saw frank and saw like chromio i saw some really cool acts and shit but i think I got so much like, like literally that I think the day or maybe two days after I got back from Coachella, I played a show myself. Um, and I think that experience for me sounds so cheesy to be like, it was actually the show I played that really like for me though, to be in an environment full in a room full of people, half of which did not know who the fuck I was. And then the other half people that were just friends of mine having a good ass time or fans or whatever. It's, that experience right after going to this massive kind of you know festival that's and at some points literally brainless you know, you're on hella drugs or you're like you know going you're just seeing an act that okay fine yeah i'll go see that person sure you know like uh so i think to do that and then to play a show myself and to feel so like tapped in and feel so like even inspired by some of the people i saw while at Coachella like that was probably the most recent time I was really like oh fuck like clearly this is something that really is meaningful to me like or if I go to a show and it really pisses me off because the performance was just whack and I'm just like what the hell like come on like you gotta be kidding me like 
I will say though, I did see um, Rufus Wainwright, and he brought out yeah. Shaka Khan, um, and that was unbelievable. Like, and they fucking played. They performed Cotton Eye Joe. Like, What's but like it was huh? like a crazy yeah. Like, get that in your head. So you obviously you got like you got Rufus and Shaka Khan. That's already a thing. Together then, again is insane. But then, but then Rufus Wainwright is a whole different guy, and he was like, I like. I like Shaka Khan, so I want to get her on a record. And then, of all the records, the two decided to get on. It's it's like a crazy, like soothing rendition of Cotton Eye Joe, and that like almost brought me to tears, like th- like seeing that live. And who would have predicted, man? I had like a fat ass Subway sandwich before that show, and then I went to the and then I went to the fucking Disney concert hall and saw Shaka Khan and Rufus Wainwright played Cotton Eye John. I was a changed man. I feel like all these details together had to have been written by somebody. No, it's it, it happens. It just feels it too. It feels too too. Oh, perfect. it is being. It's already been adapted. It's being adapted into a, a okay HBO good show. So yeah, it good, is. I was it hoping. Is, yeah. No. Totally. That whole situation, wide wide pan in. Draw into your eyes and the half eaten subway sandwich. What yeah, kind of eyes like white eyes because my eyes are like fully rolled back in my yeah, skull. Yeah, yeah. It's so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, levitation. What what kind of subway sandwich do I get? Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I giving? I'll give out my order. This is my. This is the grail. Official. Yeah, this Breaking is my news. order. Yeah. So we get in the, we get in the multi grain wheat bread, uh, foot okay. long, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Then we're gonna get uh, we're gonna do the the ham. We're going to do okay. a little, um, the like cheddar kind of mozzarella medley. We're going to sprinkle yeah. that over top. We're going to get a bunch of cheese on there. We're going to toast yeah. it. Okay. Then every veggie on that shit, like get the lettuce, you get the romaine, you get the spinach, you get the, yeah. um, everything except bell peppers. Cause I'm allergic to bell peppers. And, uh, wow, I don't man. really, I don't really, I love pickles, but I just don't feel like pickles have a place on a, on a subway sandwich. Uh, and then I get like hella jalapenos and banana peppers. Yeah. And then I go over it with like a drizzle of the, the mustard, get mm-hmm. the um, salt and vinegar, and then you go do, or no, you do the, the oil, vinegar, salt, and pepper. Mm-hmm. And then you just close that, that shit up and it's good. Yeah. It's like a, I like it to be basically a salad and, and a bread. But with bread. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. It's like yeah. a closed, like a story there. Yeah. And it's, so, I love the part where they just have so much trouble closing it like they're like and they're looking at me like pissed like kind of low-key like i'm always super nice and i tip well because i know it's like such like a pain in the ass but i'm like i'm like oh my god that that looks great and they're like (laughs) they're trying to wrap the paper around like he's got like a masking tape he's like pulling around the shit like calling his homies like he's gotta go yeah he's got his phone he's like literally filming it like (laughs) He's filming. Look at, his sub dick ever. look at this guy. Look at his asshole. He's on TikTok. <laughs> Order this sandwich TikTok live. He goes, uh, this. Thanks for the flowers. Thanks for the roses. Right. <laughs> While he's making the sandwich. <laughs> 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 nah, so Yeehaw, thanks for the roses. They brought back that dang foot long cookie. Foot long that, that cookie? Got my intent. Yeah. yeah. It's like a cookie that's just like. That? Just, just extendo, yeah. Damn, I the like that cookie. Is 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 a great idea. 
And I'm very glad that they, they're thinking about that. At so I'm going to order a foot long, though, multi-grain wheat, right? And then just put the cookie yeah. on it, close Inside. it, put it in the toast toaster oven, right? And then, and then yeah. just call it good. It's like a little cake, multi-grain yeah. cake. Oof. That's kind of insane. It's got to be multi-grain. If you're really crazy though, you'll do that like the like the cheddar cheddar melt. Yeah, no, that's that's. I, I never messed with the cheddar melt. I never did the flatbread. The flatbread was scary to me. Flatbread doesn't look real to me. It, it doesn't it's look. Not, that's exactly. It's not real bread. I don't. It looks like a piece slimy. of paper. Yeah. It, no, it's and the and the cheese one. The cheese just kind of looks like way too crusty. Like yeah it's not i don't know i used like to there are always kids it. in elementary school who had like the cheese bagel like that wrapped yeah. in like three yeah. like paper towels they pull out their lunch and the paper towels are like orange and greasy and shit yeah, yeah, and i'm yeah. like nothing of that nothing about that looks remotely like no yeah scrumptious to me like, it feels greedy almost like you don't need that much of you don't anything. need that many paper towels for one that's a good for point. one bagel like there are children starving who could use the paper towels? <laughs> Who could use the paper towels? <laughs> and you're just—I don't know what for. <laughs> for aspirational purposes. For to, like to think of things. For like role play. Exactly. <laughs> well, food so, eating role play. That's so awful. That's so awful. They, but oh what God. I'm saying, like these kids are going and just throwing them away. These kids are going somewhere. <laughs> these orange tinted paper towels oh just going in the trash i gotta turn my light on it's getting dark in here oh no you're real wait here give me one sec <laughs> it'll be light oh man but tell me no. tell me a little bit about yeah how uh like how you really got into because i mean we've talked i think we talked even a little bit before you got super super invested in the procrastination radio yeah. where yeah. you're like we're just kind of doing your own thing maybe like you think you were finishing up school or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, was, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was the five year mark kind of just happened not too long ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And it's it's an interesting feeling because all of it was based around me trying to encourage myself to keep going. And I think from a place that I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I knew where I had my giftings and I knew where I kind of wanted to pursue. And I, I knew what I liked. Like I, I knew not at the time that I liked talking to other creatives and, and being in that energy, but I knew I loved watching them, and, um, learning from them, from videos and their books and, um, the TED Talks that are just like five. I remember Red Bull Music Academy used to have like two yeah. hour long. One of my favorite MF Zoom interviews is on that. Is they they're so good, and I was like, man, like something just was getting like rammed into my brain, just being like, okay, this this might be a, a place for you to to do what you want, and I I would always have conversations about feeling like I was being uh, or, or like betraying my musician self at the time but i think now being able to use my hindsight i think it was the best decision to be able to really 
dig into communication and talking to artists to be able to then inform how I put things out and when I want to put things out and if I even want to put things out in the same way in the same manner and I it's it's just been so good for me to I was talking to one of the homies who does visual art and just being able to try to figure out how to better communicate that because I think music is a very easily communicated medium and I think what I really want to do with the show is be able to get or to better easily communicate to other people like everything like from physical arts to graphic design to set design to you know being a foley artist all these like voice acting you know which i know we share a love for that's sick i didn't know you Um, got a love for voice acting oh i was that that was one of the first kind of things i had to sit down a part of the show i i had like three ideas for um radio dramas and at the time up until up until this year i've been doing everything by myself but um i was trying to write produce (laughs) mix master voice act with some of my homies just like this very expansive space drama comedy thing that was really it was really too much (laughs) and i was so excited about it um but it yeah you can hear it in a couple uh, like a few of the episodes before because i was trying to weave it into like a heart like a soft launch where it was like the intros to a couple episodes would be uh this one character from the future that was listening to archives of the show because the this procrastination radio had gone off air and he was like trying to like hear about stuff because he was trying to start his own show so it's like it lost like media stuff. that's so yeah sick. it was crazy Dude, if, that you one ever, day I was like, if you ever need I, I would love to be involved in stuff like that i'm always no i was i was reading up on you i was like i was like this is like i i know we right there like off off rip from that but yeah, but yeah. yeah it's 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 been it's been a really interesting journey and i feel like even now i think that the, the thing that i'm dealing with now is that i think i have an idea of what i want to do from a branding perspective i feel like i got that down and i'm thankful for the year i took off to really to really get that where it needs to be because I feel like that's what's helping it communicate a lot better now. Like there's just structure and templates and planning and links and uh, emails and all these different things that I wasn't doing before. It's just like an Instagram DM and a, and a hope, like a dream, you know? Um, but now I think it's getting the performance aspect of it, like this part down because it's, it's always a dance with me and, and I even felt myself actively trying to calm myself down because I'll get really excited when I meet somebody who's like really cool and really creative. Me too. And I felt that in this call where I was like, okay, hold on. I'm having fun. I need to be able to steer this ship at the same time. But and you I feel like to, I, bro. That's fine. <laughs> Cause no, I, no, no. Scared, I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun with people where I'm like, this person is so dope, man. They're going to be my yeah. best friends. <laughs> exactly so that's what I'm, I'm i'm here thinking that i'm like dang like okay i gotta i gotta be this way and I, I think actively trying to unlearn that part of it and i know that's just because of my where way my brain chemistry is and, and that's just things i'm gonna have to battle with for for my life but it's super interesting when i when i have somebody um like you on that i'm like man this is duly like the first time we're talking like kind of face to face and then, oh man, I really like where this conversation is going. Oh man, I'm losing myself in this conversation in the best way possible where I'm sitting back, I'm listening completely, 
I'm like, oh, I have to talk also. I have to, I have to speak because this is the show I'm running. And it's it's this really interesting game that I'm learning to play with myself because um, I think it just makes it better when I'm as me as possible. And exactly. it, it also feels weirdly vulnerable in a way that makes me sweat a little bit and i i just have to get used to that feeling yeah i think you'll realize too like so much of that stuff is just ingrained in who you are whether that's from like what you mentioned like church or like just stuff that you've been doing over the last five years that i think like whether things happen like like whether you're you are just kind of having like or we are having just like a regular ass conversation yeah you're i think naturally the interviewer in you or like the you know the interested person in you is gonna just want to you know kind of pry more so i think naturally that stuff even with more with time but i've even noticed now even in our own conversation you're like oh that reminds me i gotta ask this thing you know so i think that's just from what i've heard this show is about i think that's such a cool like kind of gentle approach at you know interviewing because like so much of it feels kind of like kind of cookie cutter questions or so personalized that you kind of lose yourself in like the history lesson rather than like the actual because i think so much stuff comes i mean we've had like some real gems come out of this conversation and i think a lot of that is because it just kind of just flowed you know like i think like even like you were mentioning those red bull kind of conversations very much felt similar and there's a the MF Doom one I mentioned. He someone just kind of like I think someone in the crowd or something is like, "What is your technique for like stepping out of your comfort zone and getting you know losing that kind of writer's block that if you ever get into a writer's block?" Um, which to me isn't a typical interview question. You know, it isn't it isn't common of an interview to kind of question like when you're really struggling, what do you do? Right. Um, <laughs> But he answers super honestly and he's like, to me, I just go out in nature and I feel like nature is such a good way to like tap into kind of like creation because that literally is the like peak top creation, you know, like top keg creation. Like (laughs) uh, creation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, literally. (laughs) And so like when you go out there and you just kind of breathe in the air and you just experience that, obviously maybe this doesn't work for everyone, but for him, that that kind of kind of those kind of questions really flow out of just kind of natural, just, you know, non kind of limited or restricted conversation, you know, which is still, it's, it can be, as long as you put a label on it to interview, it's still an interview. Exactly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think, I think that was even a thing with earlier episodes where I started doing video where I was like, Hey, this is so-and-so's interview. And I was like, this feels a little different because halfway through it we're talking about something else and i was like i just want to put it again like i i'll talk about anything in context i was like i, I like the context of like this is a conversation because yeah. then it automatically feels more like okay there's a back and forth here and it's it's really interesting to me whenever i have these feelings of like oh man okay like i jumped out of my head at this part of the interview and cool 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 I'll I'll literally be smiling while I'm editing these back because of how much like fun I can tell I'm having and how like my eyes get glossy because I'm like oh this is crazy I just love people talking about their process and just how they think about things and like where they come from so me too as long as I'm 
I'm winning, like I'm like, oh, this is good for me to hear. I'm like, that's that's all I need to worry about at the end of the day. And if and I want to find more people who enjoy that type of thing along the way. That is also such a valuable asset to have as an artist. Like I know you say, like your music music is such a big part of you too. It's yeah. like yeah. to be so open to those conversations and not even open to be like desperate for these sort of conversations that bring you insight on people's creative process is such a good like trait to have i think as a musician because so many people get clouded up in their own heads about like the way they do things or the way they're like their inspirations did things that they don't realize that there's so much value like in i mean who's who's for you to say that there's not a guy out there who has 49 monthly listeners but isn't making music the perfect way you know what i mean or a guy gal they them like it any any person out there that is making shit who's to say that their listeners is or their listeners are determining their skill level or how well they've gotten the shit figured out that that being said it's like talk to everyone get insight from every single person you know because like so many of these people whether or not they're successful or whether they they've made a name for themselves have a lot of really interesting stuff to say like you know like i've i've met people that i've like worked with at old jobs who like aren't even doing music stuff anymore but like it was such an important thing for them at a time in their life that they still have so much to say and that that all is great insight and great feedback too because like you you don't even realize that you're applying that shit you know yeah yeah like dope stuff no thank you i appreciate it like this conversation is making me think about a lot of these things in a different way like i so badly love youtube music because of the fact that anybody in the world can upload their music there and I love the channels where it's just like this random dude from the 1950s made this one album and never touched music again. And I'm just like, how did nobody, where was this? And and I'll I'll go on Discogs and I'll just backtrack everything and then I'll find their family member on under the, what the comments of one of the videos like, oh, thank y'all for showing love to my grandpa. You know, he he was still playing music with me. I'm like, this is this is exactly what it's about like like you said like if they made nothing from their music they still do it because it's a part of who they are that that's just how they express it so it's like i love hearing that and kind of taking away that mystique of like okay cool this person's verified this person has five billion monthly listeners that means they're they're good you know like a lot of those people are also in these gigantic teams and i think like recently i got the privilege of um talking to somebody who was more in like a managerial position for a lot of their career and just that perspective change is so much different than talking to somebody who's in the position of the production of of music or the production of art um because they have to think about things kind of in that by the books kind of way to support the ideas of of a creative and i think i think now to to take it back a little bit to the tiktok thing i think now a lot of the people who are and who want to pursue careers because of that feeling of i get to express this are getting stuck and kind of dissuaded by the idea of like i also have to know how to market and 
time myself and do these things. And I, and I think those are really good skills. I think a lot of those skills are things that are necessary for, as a human to have, <laughs> to, to be able to communicate your ideas, to support them, um, to back them up. But I, I really... I really wish there was more of like like you said that conversation between people that was just like you can still do this and not show anybody. Yeah, it's so that, I mean please. there's so much gatekeeping, you know, and and that's Yeah. I mean, especially with bigger artists. I mean, I had friends that I used to work with on music so much, yeah. like so so yeah. much and then they get any sort of taste of success and then they're they're scared to work with anyone because they think the yeah. people that want to work with them are trying to gain something from them. I'm like, dude, yeah, like yeah. I never stopped wanting to make music. Like, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm What's trying up, to make man? a hit record with you. I'm just <laughs> trying to fucking get in the studio, bro. I don't need a record. I'm making like, a jingle, man. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Like, yeah. I need a demo so I can play it on loop for myself. Like, I, that's the most <laughs> we're getting out of this. Like a 15 right, second. But, yeah. but I think that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, there is something that people are like scared to show their their cards, and I personally am not. I think that's bullshit. Like, I think that there's so much room for everyone to play. That like, why are you gonna restrict people from getting a peek at like what you do? And I mean, that's not to say you can't be mysterious. That's totally fine. Like, I don't care. Be mysterious. But and like, I think a perfect example of this is like Donald Glover, who's someone I like really look up to because you know he's this kind of person like who like when you said like people are put off by like promoting themselves with tiktok or whatever and dissuaded from it okay dude if you even if you are successful and you do have a team and you do have managers you're gonna have to be doing so much shit every fucking day every fucking day i have friends like who are very successful like successful musicians you know like people who like have won Grammys and shit and they're not, they're not having like chill ass days. Like they're yeah, not like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll work on a song. They're going to right, the studio right. every fucking day. Every day, every day, every day. Yeah. You know? And like, I personally don't have that option. I mean, my studio is my yeah. home, but like I work yeah. nine to five, you know, I manage a yeah, pet same. store. So like I, yeah. I have to do that. But I look at people like Donald Glover who, when he did eventually get the opportunity to be all hands on deck and not be doing anything yeah. else, he fucking did. You know what I mean? And right. he is like, right. he just opened up a fucking boba tea shop two blocks from where I work. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, that's so, that's so fucking random, but like, yeah. it's, he, it's just some shit he does. And you know, yeah. and I'm yeah. sure it, and it, he's balancing all this stuff at the same time, you know, and right. something right. about that is really, really like, it just shows me like if, if I'm stressed now, that's not going to change. So I just got to get comfortable yeah. or not comfortable, right. but I have to get used to being to that in that yeah. discomfort and out of the comfort yeah. zone because that's how yeah. where shit happens. That's where shit yeah. like goes off, like is outside yeah. of the comfort zone, you know? I think, yeah, I, I think it's especially with um, just because I'm, I'm also in the same position where I am working at nine to five and um there is a different, I think, pep talk you have to <laughs> give yourself when you get home and you're like, I'm very tired. I also need to make something <laughs> because I need you're to You're at work it. all day thinking like, I'm going to make the most fire shit. Oh my exactly. God. Oh my. And you get home and you're like, 
Uh, yeah, I forgot to eat today, huh? Yeah, crazy. Oh shit, I do crazy. have to. I do have to fuel that's myself. Crazy. I gotta sleep, huh? That's real. Okay. Nah. Okay, I got. Gotta think about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's like, it's. But I feel like it's so special because I, when I was at working customer service for a while during the pandemic, I think that was that was really where I, I think I gained my affinity for conversation. Yeah. Um, because I was a very um. I'm an only child, so I, I I get in my moments where I'm just like I need to not listen, not speak, just be in my bubble and do that. Yeah. And as that progressed, I I just pushed that to the forefront of my of my kind of personality, and I think e- even now there's times where like I was having this funny conversation uh, with my girlfriend the other day where I was looking back at a lot of like DMs from early early on like years back um on like the procrastination radio account and a lot of people wanted to do things with me and i think i didn't know how to take it because i was in a headspace where i was like well you're trying to are you trying to take something from me do you want to like i don't i don't know how to i don't know where to, to go right now like right but yeah. not even not even use i'm like i don't I don't really have much to give you. And it just was the language in my head where I wasn't valuing myself as a thinker. As you didn't a, realize how, how much you had to give. I think that's the right. thing is people think they have to physically give something in order to be exactly. a, an asset. But the thing is like, exactly. if you have good ass opinions or if you have just stuff to say and you're a good listener, like people will want you around. Like I think inherently, like those are some of the, the those are some of the people that get shit done in the world are people that start out years of their life just listening and taking shit in and then in their 40s they're like i want to be a you know i want to do this i I was gonna say be a politician but i don't really have a lot of good stuff to say about politicians (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like you get to an age where you're like where you're like i've i've taken all this shit in i'm gonna try this out you know i'm gonna be a a librarian or i'm gonna be a teacher or i'm gonna you know go to school right. again, you know, like shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is an interesting process, like learning to stand up for yourself in that way, because I, I think in my experience with a lot of things I do in my day to day, I've worked just presenting a lot of ideas and talking in meetings and all, all these different things. I think I, in that same way was just like, okay, my purpose here is to listen for now and be a student. But then sometimes it's hard to realize that as a student, you can still speak up for yourself and you can still, you know, hold yourself to hold yourself in a place where it's like I can take up space. That's fine. Like yeah. that doesn't take away from the teacher. That doesn't take away from other students. Yeah. That's like there, like you said, there is space for every single person. They might the spaces might not look the same. They might not end the same way, but there is space in this kind of everlasting thing that is whatever you're going for. Um, and so, so it's helped a lot, especially with the show, because I don't think I've had to recently ever think in that mindset because I am, like I said, in that any opportunity I get to talk to somebody, create, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, a, come on, please, let, let's do this. And now, now I do have the benefit of their 
are things in place where I can put, okay, I can put you here. I can go here. We can do this. And then I get that thing very selfishly because I want to see and I want to hear more about how people do what they love. Yeah. So it's like, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling to now be able to believe in myself to that degree and, and, and not even get to the place other people kind of saw me at, but just get to my own place where I can be like, okay, cool. Like you said, I don't have to show up in this way where I think I'm lacking because I'm showing up in the way that I need to be for the time being. Yeah. If it's something I can pick up later, that's, that's cool. But for now I am who I am and, and that's all that matters. And you come yeah, as I'm you wrong. are, you, you come yeah. as you are. And like, I think that as long as people can value, like value that, like you're, you're in the right place. Like I think, yeah. um, if people don't, then you're in the wrong place. <laughs> I think yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. that yeah. simple. Yeah. I think like, yeah. and, and that's, it takes a long time for people to even find those spaces or get into those spaces, you know? Um, so when you're there, I think you really will know. Um, but there's so much value in being able to like speak up and to talk, talk your shit. Because I think when you do talk your shit, you give people the, the opportunity or you inspire people to, to get up and also like raise their hand or, or say something, you know what I mean? Like I, plenty of times in class, I would raise my hand and say something. And then someone would be like, also raise their hand and be like, Oh, totally to build off that. You know what I mean? And like that kind of stuff is just like how humans work and you, but in order for that to even happen, you have to kind of set the little domino effect off. You know, you have to kind of do, you have to make the first move, you know? Yeah. I I feel like in a very honest way, I think this, this has really kind of changed possibly the way I look at this show. Um, Hell because yeah. I, I, I think I, I've been in a very reflective place and it's the beginning of the year still and I'm beginning to build a very small team to help just support the creative need of what's happening. And it's put me in a very different place mentally um, because I have to kind of be on top of things in a different way and kind of delegate tasks and all that stuff. But Totally. I think I think this conversation really kind of brought me back to kind of the why. Funnily enough, more than this video I just did where I was talking about why I was doing the show. That's crazy. <laughs> but it in 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 the way that again, like very actively I I felt myself trying to stop myself from being happy. <laughs> like like That's trying normal. to course correct it. And then, and then just letting it happen and then getting into such an amazing conversation to like, to reflect on that after that, like, I'm like, okay, this is why, like this, this is what I grew up watching that made me like, made me do this, you know? And I first and foremost want to thank you um, just for being here and for for doing everything that you do. Dude, thank Um, you for providing the space. I truly appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you for, for providing the space. Like we, like you, like I said, it's like it is really. It takes that. It takes making yeah. the first step or taking the first step rather, and you know, providing that space, giving people the ability to to vocalize, giving yourself the ability to vocalize, and this is fucking sweet. And I'm so happy yeah. to be a part of it. I think there is something valuable. I think 
the fact that I think it's, I mean, it's been like two years, but the last time we did talk, there was a lot of conversation about just like growth and kind of what, you know, you're in this for what you're doing this shit for. And I think, um, coming, coming up, coming into this with that subconsciously in the back of our heads, I'm sure that had to have been a valuable little, little trait to, to, you know, move this along because it it felt so, it, it definitely flowed so nicely. No, it was crazy. It's, it's an hour. It's been an hour and six minutes. I know. I just peeped. I'm like, Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. I feel like, I, I I looked at minute three and I was like it's three minutes and I was like okay an hour got you heard you no, that's okay I looked at when I was like two two minutes and thirty seconds or something I was like yeah. looking at that I'm like okay cool we're in that's right. nuts that's nuts <laughs> yeah no I I definitely um want to close with just asking if there's anything that you're working on that you want people to to look out for or even outside of that just anything you want to leave kind of people to think about or 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 to 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 say um yeah totally um this year i've been saying it um i'm I'm manifesting it this year is going to be my biggest year yet so i'm i'm putting out um an ep this summer um i'm putting out a body of work hopefully by the end of the summertime um and then uh just going to be putting out a bunch of singles here and there visuals um playing a ton of shows here in los angeles but then hopefully i'm gonna try to do a like a fundraiser kind of benefit concert in portland um uh i'm still trying to decide where i want the the money to go i mean currently i'm really concerned about like gaza and palestine that kind of stuff right now so that might be where i put the money we'll kind of see where things are come summertime um but just really trying to just kind of keep my foot in the game you know just last year i really kind of stayed behind the scenes and this year i just want to want to do it so uh the ep is going to be called rooftop freaks and it's just going to be like a real freaky kind of complimentary project to my last ep um and so i'm just going to get into like the uncanny and whether that's like in the subject matter what i'm talking about or the visuals um and then, um, yeah, just going to keep doing shit. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully something comes of it. I, I was on uh, U2's radio show last night. That was crazy. Oh, um, that's, that's insane. I, I grew up a big U2 fan. So uh, yeah. my friend Polly had me on his, his disco tech radio, put Nervous Music yeah. on. Um, oh, yeah, stream Nervous Music, my newest single. Um and i want to leave y'all with um something that's really been in my mind recently and that's super important to me and something i really value in the creation of music and just art in general is leaving the space for just any feeling you need to feel Mm. and giving it giving that value and if like i mean i had the dumbest experience the other day of opening my 3ds and going mm. to the settings menu and the settings menu music took me back to being like 12 or 13. And I think initially mm. setting up my, my 3DS menu or something like that. And mm. it, it made me really upset because I'm like, I'm never going to be, you know, a middle schooler again. I'm never yeah. going to be in high school and not have a care in the world and, and shit. Yeah. But equally, it was like this bittersweet feeling of like, 
I get, I have all these memories still that I'm so thankful right, to right. have. And, um, right. I think in moments like that, where you feel these profound feelings, whether that's happiness, sadness, um, confusion, anger, yeah. I think yeah. tap into that shit, you know, those are the most pristine moments of creation, whether that's writing something down or, you know, recording a voice memo or something, just do that shit, you know, just find a way to, um, to kind of make what you're feeling physical, because I think it really, it'll either give it power or it'll take the power out of, out of it, depending on what you need. Like my mom used to tell me to draw nightmares that I had as a kid, Mm. because that would help it kind of not feel as real, you know, like when you draw the thing that you had a dream about kind of feels like it's something you could just make up. So I think if anything you're making Mm. is worth being written down or recorded because it could, it could turn into something bigger than you, bigger than anything. So I think that's what I want to leave the audience with. Just I've been on that. That's what I've been on. That's crazy. That's what I've been on recently. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for that, this opportunity yeah. and I really appreciate it. No, thank you. This is I'm this is I'm besides myself now. <laughs> this is crazy. Like I think again to to make this short, um I I'm just very thankful for humans that are so authentic. And I said at the beginning cuz I can see it in your music and I can see it in um the videos you do and just now how you carry yourself is very clear of how authentic you are and and how that is weaved into everything you do um and i'm i'm very appreciative for it and to be able to witness it and to be in conversation with you and it throws me off in the best way <laughs> think about how crazy it, our conversation in person's going to be when that time I comes. know it's just gonna it's just gonna be we're not even gonna be talking we're just gonna be staring at each other that's gonna be like the and, dap that's gonna be like the dap yeah. across the the country <laughs> and like the whole it's like just, it's, it's like the cup and it just <laughs> like everything flies all the palm trees shit like flies back like, <laughs> everybody's hair gets cut just yeah, literally. very nicely everyone has like no, the all over tree haircut right <laughs> My darn headphone just fell out. That's see the impact we have. Yeah, that's how powerful we are. I don't even, I don't think people know about this. Um, but no, thank you so much. Thank of you so course, much. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed this conversation. Um, I know I wherever did. Wherever you are, if it's day, night, evening, stop procrastinating. Go get after your dreams because they're waiting for you. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, y'all.